So you want to know the ins and outs of managing your money. Well, lucky for you, you're just in time for another episode of Master Your Finances with certified financial planner professional, Kurt Baker. Kurt and his panel of experts are here for you and will cover topics from a legal and personal standpoint. They'll discuss tax efficiency, liability, owning, managing, and saving your money, and more. Master Your Finances is underwritten in part by Certified Wealth Management and Investment and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Ryder University. Now, let's learn how we can better change our habits with Kurt Baker. Are you up to date on the latest business developments in Mercer County? Do you know about the various changes that occurred in the workplace? Over 1,400 businesses are represented by Hal English, CEO and President of the Princeton Mercer Regional Chamber of Commerce and President of the Mercer County Convention and Visitors Bureau. Hal English will share ideas on how to connect and grow your business, as well as knowledge of what the new norm is. Based on his years of experience dealing with various businesses, he make you feel more prepared to return to normalcy. Normalcy. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. a word uh, that we didn't used to have to talk about. Now we have to talk about it, right? Normal is normal, but I guess normal is not normal anymore. So what is normal? Yeah, <laughs> so no, I, I, I think normal... The new norm is there is no norm, and and uh, for probably for the rest of our lives. I mean, the, you know, the world has changed so much, especially the business world and the networking world. Um, it's just changed and it's continuing to change. So we're trying to get a grasp on what is the new norm. But but uh, but I think that the the real key is that it, there's never going to be another normal. Right, right. So we have to be. Uh, I think flexibility is the key here. Like, uh, like a tree in a storm, so to speak. You might be too rigid. You're going to break. You better be able to bend a little bit because. Oh, uh, so I think we've lost a few leaves during the last few years, but I think they might be budding back up, and I think we're starting to come back again. So how, I know you have a long history. So I know we're going to talk definitely talk about the chamber a lot and everything it's doing because I'm, mm-hmm. as you know, I'm pretty well involved in that. And yes. So obviously you are running it, but. Um, how did you get up to this? I know get, becoming the leader of the chamber is really no small feat. I remember when uh, our previous CEO was retiring, there was this huge net cast, and there was a lot of people to look for. So obviously your background has a lot to play. So if you're going to help other businesses grow and lead, literally, in my view, in fact, I was at a new member orientation meeting this morning, and so one of the members... Uh, uh, Andy goes, hey, look, you know, this is the best chamber in New Jersey. And then the other new member said, hey, look, I have to disagree with you. He says, I go all over the country, and this is the best chamber in the country I've wow. ever seen. So I was like, so wow. we we're like, oh, I guess, I guess, because it is, and, it, and I think that 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 could actually be true because um, of, because of how well businesses really do try to help other businesses, whether you're just starting off or whether you're a Fortune uh, you know, 50 company. We all somehow work together and we're helping each other and mentoring, depending on whatever level you're at. Now, yeah. you have the honor of being running this thing now, which is uh, for the last several years through a lot of interesting things, let's say. So uh, why don't you give us a little bit of your background to, to, to how you got to this point where somebody says, hey, Hal, I think you'd be the guy to run this thing for us. Well, okay, so so very, very, <laughs> that, that's fair, very interesting. And I guess uh, one time I, I had applied for a job and the, and the guy sitting across from me said, um, he started laughing when he's looking at my resume. And I said, what's so funny? And he said, well, you have an eclectic resume. And I went, okay, what, is, what does that mean? And he said, every five years in your career, in your life, you've reinvented yourself. 
why is that? And, and I said, well, it's because I get bored. So, okay. so I want to get in, do a job. I'm excited when I first take a job. I want to do the best that I can. I want to be the best. I want to make that organization the best. And then when you reach a certain plateau and can't go anywhere else, I need a new challenge. And so my whole life, it is absolutely true. I did the one place that I was steady was uh, when I was young, first got married, I spent 13 years in General Motors in Ewing Township. And I had uh, hired in on the assembly line and worked because I had no seniority. I was a kid, every shift, uh, round the clock midnight shift, whatever, in, in each in each area, and just met a lot of people and fell in love with with the community and with people, and, and that's what makes the chamber strong. We'll get to it, is is the people, I mean, not necessarily even just the businesses, but the people of Mercer County are mm-hmm. phenomenal. And so the uh, the UAW um, actually was the union that represented that, that group, and they, they really got me mad one day and, and said, if you don't like how we run things, run for office. And oh. so I ran for president of the UAW and won. As okay, a, there you go, uh, that'll show them, right? So I was the youngest <laughs> president ever elected, and, and that that was a an organization very similar to the chamber. We had sixty seven hundred uh, people in the in it. We had a, a union hall with our liquor license and a banquet hall, and um, over a million dollars a year in union dues. So it was it was a quite an undertaking. And then I left there and went into government. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a new governor that called me and said, "Listen, you're doing a lot of good joint labor management stuff, making people get along with each other and talking to each other. And can you come into the Department of Labor and do the same thing?" And so I wow. went in as assistant to the commissioner and did that for a little while. And then uh, I guess just because of my networking, I had several banks that had said five years later uh, that had said, "Hey, right. why don't you come work for us?" And I said, "Doing what?" And they yeah. said, "Well, you know, we we help a lot of businesses. We you know giving loans and those kinds of things." So you we, sound like a commercial loan. Every five years, you have to renegotiate exactly, the terms, basically. Exactly. <laughs> so I did that. Okay. So yeah, I, awesome. I, I think they hired me for my uh, for my Rolodex at the time. Oh, that's and, what a bank does and, for yeah, sure. With my Rolodex, <laughs> and and did very well and really fell in love with it. And mm-hmm. worked Work for several banks, both corporate and then local. We had a bunch of local people who you all know who started a bank, local business yep. people, and they were just incredible people. Uh, that bank, with the goal was ten years, we'll hit a billion dollars, we'll sell to a big bank, and they did. Uh, right, and that was wonderful. Uh, and I became uh, executive director of Hamilton Township the uh, of economic development. The mayor there called me and said, "Can you come in and do that kind of stuff for us?" and attract business into the town and we did we in a four-year stint i did there we attracted over a billion dollars in rateables new businesses coming in that kind of thing so that was a lot of fun uh, in banking and i did the same thing in robbinsville for the mayor of robbinsville and then lo and behold the chamber started looking uh, peter crowley god bless him mm-hmm. i think he spent no i don't know maybe 15 years running the chamber of commerce and and i was heavily involved in the chamber of commerce loved the chamber attended all the events, really understood the value of a chamber. And so I was knee deep in it. And as this search went out, I think they weren't really thrilled with the applications they got. Right. And some of the board members called me and said, you got to apply this job. It's, a, it's like a glove. And, right. And they were right. Yeah, so, definitely. So so I did. I was uh, shocked with some of the some of the competition for the job that I right. knew had put their uh, applications in. And I'm like, well, there's no way they're obviously going to get it. And, right. Right. And it didn't quite work out that way. And I think because of COVID and we were just yeah. ready to come out of COVID, they needed somebody local who was really right. known in the community. So I didn't have to have a brand new start. I could hit the Because you came running. right at the time this was all like just 
you, COVID. We, I don't think we planned it that way necessarily, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you yeah. came, what, were you 19 or 20? When you came? 20. I came 20. right in yeah, January right? 20. I know it was like right yeah. when things were happening, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. It was sh- The chamber was shut down virtually. They were doing virtual. Yeah. Um, but but virtually it was t- technically shut down. Uh, no no live events, and so it was. How do we, uh, how do we keep chambers relevant? How do we restart the engine? And it was sort of like you know you you try and start your car and you're rrr, rrr, yeah do- doesn't turn over. We went through a little bit of that, but uh, it's back and strong. And, and I remember vaguely about that. I mean, I was still. In, I mean, I've, I've been involved for a while, but I but I do remember, and I was very impressed at how fast. It, the pivot happened where we started doing things virtually. I mean, some of the capabilities the chamber had, I wasn't even like aware they had them. I mean, it was kind of like, and I don't know how fat, but it was, but my recollection, it was one of the first entities to say, hey, look, we're going to keep meeting somehow. We're going to do something. Mm-hmm. And they like, it almost like they flipped the switch, like they were like ready to go. Yeah. They and did. it was very impressive, frankly. Because back then people forget, like somebody said, we got to Zoom me. I'm like, what are you talking about, Zoom me? I'm not a Mazda commercial. Am I? What's the deal here? You <laughs> That's <know>? true. <laughs> like, That's I don't true. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Zoom is the new word in the dictionary. No, you're absolutely right. Peter Crowley did an incredible yeah. job uh, that way. He turned it on a dime. He had good staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chamber's been known for great staff. And, and so they went and took tutorials and learned every bit of technology out there. They tried webinars, they tried Zoom, they tried, uh, you know, just you name it, they tried it. And, and uh, Zoom seemed to be the best fit at the time. Yeah. So you inherit this thing, right? So you're like, okay, you got the, the, the car is, quote, in the ditch <laughs> a little bit, yeah. although it's got four-wheel drive. It's doing all right compared to most cars. <laughs> exactly. But, but we're all kind of driving around. And, and so, so what were your thoughts when you're like, okay, I'm taking over this. Now, it sounds like you've had a lot of challenges. This probably wasn't like too, too, too oh, nuts no, for you. I mean, no. you've had other challenges. But so what were your kind of your thoughts that first went through your mind as this stuff's starting to unroll? Yeah. Uh, you know, and we're seeing, hey, we have this is going to be a little different than probably what you were expecting when you first took the job, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the biggest challenge was to stay relevant and to stay relevant yeah. to our, our incredible sponsors, uh, our sustaining sponsors and, and our members and stay relevant to them and, and get them back out of their houses. So we had a lot of small businesses that were basically either shut down or dying. You know, your local pizza place or deli because no one's in the office. So nobody's right. running, nobody's running out to lunch. So there was a lot of that. So I was, and I'm a people person. So I was dying to get people back, and, mm-hmm. and but we're fighting COVID, and uh, we uh, we we have uh, all three of our hospitals are obviously uh, very very involved in the chamber, and um, so there's you know I'm talking to the presidents of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? And well, it's really not the time to go in in person. And so we started a couple. We were going to do a couple of in person events almost right away in the, in in 2020, and had to cancel them. Uh, last minute because it ticked up. So um, we, we created an Ask the Expert show that was virtual, and we had mm-hmm. the college presidents and, and attorneys and, and uh, just all kinds of healthcare folks on where people could call in and ask what's going on with COVID and what's the deal. And so there was a lot of that disseminating good information out there. Where can I get a vaccine? Are there any coming? And those right. kinds of things. So we we kept our area real fast uh, working with the county and, and working with the hospitals to, to what was going on and just disseminate the information was the best. And I do remember that you were very quick to get gather and disseminate information that was actually mm-hmm. of use because again most of us forget all this but n- we had no idea what was happening right and everybody was kind of like okay give me at least what you know so far you know give me some mm-hmm. kind of guidance on what i should be doing mm-hmm. as it means the world ending or are we like going to survive this thing or yeah. what yeah, very, and uh, very we really didn't have any idea and so it was very important to get information i think the chamber played a key role in that um, and then as far as the businesses go, I mean, helping them do whatever they could do 
and getting that information out as well w- was also pretty critical. I mean, th- there's a lot to talk about here, but I know we have to take a quick break. So um, you're listening to Master Your Finances, and we'll be right back. This is Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, certified financial planner professional. Learn about tax efficiency, liability, owning, managing, and saving your money and more from Kurt and his experienced panel of guests. Master Your Finances is underwritten in part by Certified Wealth Management and Investment and Rider University. Rider University offers flexible education for adult learners. For more information, it's rider.edu slash next step. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finance. I'm here with Hal English, uh, the CEO and president of the Princeton Mercer Regional Chamber of Commerce. And, uh, okay, well, we left before the break. We kind of pivoted for, um, you know, for COVID, like everybody else did, and the chamber became kind of a really great resource for businesses to ask questions because a lot of us didn't really know what was happening as small business owners, and there was a lot of stress, uh, regardless of where you stood on the ladder. I mean, you know, restaurants and places like that got hurt a lot where they were where they really relied on people to come in person. Other businesses, you know, ver- you know, I, frankly, the the financial world really didn't suffer that much because we could work remotely. We were all set up electronically. If you're an attorney or a CPA or an advisor. Most of us just had to pivot with how we communicate with clients. We still did our work without too much trouble. Um, so you would disseminate the information, right? So now we're we're kind of getting through the COVID period, and, and that was really valuable as far as how the chamber really helped businesses on a kind of a practical level. Like, how do you get the things that you need to get to keep operating however you can operate? I mean, if I'm a restaurant, what do I do? How do I get the materials to put the plastic? I mean, all these things were going on behind the scenes, I know, with the chamber. So... So now we, we kind of get that. Now we're we're coming back out again a little bit, which was kind of a a little bit out in the back and out. I mean, we didn't really like just open mm-hmm. up again, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. so how did that process happen? How did the chamber kind of adjust to all that? Well, so so we had to go through a learning process with with uh, with where where are we uh, mm-hmm. and and what businesses pivoted into what other businesses? It was an awful lot of that. Which businesses closed? We had uh, had a donation from Princeton University, bless them, for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they said, "Can you help Princeton companies stay alive in in the uh, in COVID?" Mm-hmm. And we then raised um, another hundred and twenty thousand dollars and actually gave out five thousand dollar grants to the small businesses to keep them running in Princeton. Um, you know, the money was, was Princeton-centric. In fact, that's the model that the County of Mercer now uses. They have a $10,000 grant for small businesses out right now. Pretty easy to apply for. They've done a good job there. Um, and, and they used us for the model. So we're very proud of, of that. So we're out there talking to them. What are you doing? How are you pivoting? Some are doing different things. The restaurants did a great job of switching to a takeout. And, and some have not gone back. They've, they've, they love that model. And, and that's what they're doing. And then our large businesses, what were they doing? Uh, it, it created, obviously, a whole mess of problems, remote work, uh, people not wanting to come back to work, people wanting to change their jobs. Um, so there was a, a labor shortage. Um, right away, um, and then those that that really were refusing to go back to work. Well, I can do it remote, and it worked, so why not do that? Uh, and it does, and it works in some cases, and in some cases it doesn't. So we had to do, do a big learning curve on who's doing what, where, when, and how, and and disseminate that information, and uh, and that was good. And then along with that came the supply chain issue. So we were we were instrumental in helping some members find supplies from other members mm-hmm. uh, who you know they normally would not have done business with, but you know that that had the supplies and and shared. There was a lot of sharing going on, which was f- just phenomenal. It's just such, that's the thing about Mercer County; it has the greatest people. 
and uh, when there's a need, they stand up. And we had large businesses sharing with small businesses, vice versa. We had government, uh, you know, even local government, we're sharing gloves and, mm-hmm. and face masks and those kinds of things with everybody. I mean, I mean, whoever had the supplies um, was willing to, to share. And so there was a lot of that. And then people being hesitant to come back out. Um, not hesitant anymore. It uh, obviously appears that we have a handle on the pandemic and, and, and what that means. And uh, people are back. So the last, I would say, six months for us, our events have been jammed uh, and everybody's back. It was like a, um, I, I acquainted to a high school reunion. Uh, we, we were all in our houses for two years yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, hey, how you doing? What are you doing? And, and, and then they're sharing what they did during COVID and those kinds of things. So it's kind of wonderful, really. And it still is like that, even six months, oh, yeah. six months later, it's still like that. So it's, it's, yeah, I just saw a member I hadn't seen him for five years and he came back. He had a couple of job changes, but still he, he'd been kind of out. And now he's back. And yes. it's like, oh, wow, my, yeah. where have you been? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, but yep. yeah, it's, there's still a lot of that going. So I mean, it's great when people are getting back out, and I, and that's good because the last six months, I think we're finally to that. I think we've finally hit that that uh, turning point where more and more, and I, I think we're getting close to that. You know, eighty, ninety, hundred. You know, we're getting back close to that point where it's almost back to normal. So now, as we get back to quote normal, do you see any changes in like, you know, how people are doing businesses, what what things are happening out there that maybe. You know, after pre-COVID, like I know we have a, we're going to a hotel, a DoubleTree here in a couple of months. They they, they renovated the old Crown, and it's like a brand new facility. Yes, and they're yeah. so there's a lot of positive things that I'm seeing happening as far as businesses are really growing right now. It seems that's absolutely true. And a lot of the ones that left, um, they were that that had to close because of COVID. When you think about it, they're entrepreneurs. They're not going right. back to work for someone else. They're going to start something else, even if it's a different business. They're going to start back up. I mean, if you look at downtown Princeton and all of a sudden the empty stores are filling up and filling up and filling up and you see all kinds of new stuff going on there's a brand new hotel being built on Nassau Street I mean there is a lot of commerce going on yep. so so people are like okay you know we, we got it we're steady let's go and it's doing business in a different way but our, our members are sharing more than they ever shared before and, and and as I look around a room and have done a lot of networking with them they, they understand that the more people I talk to, the bigger my network, the easier my job's going to be. When I need something, I you know I have a network to reach out to, um, and we, we're seeing more and more uh, using our website and using our our uh, the benefits of a, of a chamber that they 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 not necessarily didn't use before, but really took for granted. Uh, and there are a lot of benefits to joining a chamber, mainly connecting to do business with each other. And you keep saying a certain thing in this in different ways, but I think it's really important that we bring this out because to me that's what the chamber is about is like the connections and networking. Mm-hmm. So you want to give us some tips on because you've been doing this well. I, I heard that with every single job that you talked about is your 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 best feature. It appears is your ability to connect and get people to kind of row in the same direction, so to speak. So you want to give us some maybe tips about. How do you approach networking or what are some things people can learn from you from your years of experience on how to network and how to gain and maintain those relationships? Okay. Great. Great. Sure, sure. Well, when uh, when I first came into the chamber, uh, you know, realizing that the, the bigger the network, the better. Um, you, you, well, let's go back when a new member comes in. So you were at orientation this morning. When, when a new member comes in, we, we urge them to come to an orientation. We tell them everything about a chamber. There's just so much data. It's an hour and a half program just to tell them the benefits that they're going to get. But basically I say to them when, they come, when, when they're interested in joining the chamber, I'll talk to them and say, listen, 
if you're looking to sell a widget and you want to come in and make a sale, yes, you can you can buy a chamber membership for a year and you can get that sale and you can walk out the door. Um, and it's beneficial. You made a sale if that's what you want to do. But honestly, the, the, if that's really not what you should be doing. And I'd rather you not don't join the chamber to do that. If you're in the chamber to build lifelong relationships and friendships, and I'm talking personal friendships, you know, this is the place in Mercer County to do it. That's the key to to why our chamber is the best chamber, in addition to the staff and our programs, but it is the people. And it, it's so, get to know people, no hard sell, tell them who you are, it, it be honestly interested if you're interested, look them in the eye, talk to them, how's your kids, remember it the next time. And then I offer them at each and every event a new member. I say, you get one at each event, find me, and tell me who do you wanna meet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I will give you that one at every event, but then I got to go do it for someone else, so <laughs> uh, I can't give you too much time. But I'll walk you over and introduce you to that person because obviously, as a CEO, I know everybody that comes to an event. Right, right. Uh, I'll make the introduction, talk, and then you two get to know each other. But uh, but I said, think of it as you're building a friendship, and and the business will come. It will. It came for me in banking. It came for me in in, in government. It came for me anywhere. That just just build the relationship long term think long term it's not a short term deal no i, I agree 100% and you pointed out a couple of things here which i mean you're really going out and helping them to create more business because the more because then i'm seeing if they be create more business they're going to then bring in other people into the network so to speak right so mm-hmm. by you assisting that person you're talking to as opposed to trying to figure out how to assist yourself to mm-hmm. me that's like okay well if, if he helps me or she helps me that's one person helped but if I help the other person or somebody in their network, I may have helped two, three, four people. Bingo. And eventually, if that keeps going, you know, just your straight math will say, okay, well, that's four, that's 16, that's, you know, mm-hmm. 64. I mean, mm-hmm. before you know it, of all those people, 128, 256, whatever it is, somebody in there will probably have some business that may flow back to my side of that equation at some point. But if you're not really uh, focused on, well, how do I get that widget sold that I brought with me today? Because the chances of you selling a widget to somebody in that room that day is almost zero. Yeah. Because one, do they need the widget? Yes or no? That's first question. Probably not. And two, do they even know who I am and do I have the right widget for them? Because they may they may not know me well enough to say, well, that's nice. I see what you have, but I may not really want yours. I may want somebody else's. So, But they don't know anything about you. So without knowing about you and what you're all about, they're going to be hesitant just to do that because they don't know your motivation. Absolutely true. That's, that's spot on. That's exactly what the chamber is and what it does. Yeah. No. So um, so that's it's about building those relationships and the network. So I think what we're going to do is in the next segment, we're going to get into some of the things the chamber actually does, like some of the actually on the mm-hmm. ground maneuvers that we do mm-hmm. that get the different groups. Because as I said, we have these, you know, everyone from a startup, somebody, I'm going to go, you know, plant my flag and this is what I'm going to do for a living, leaving maybe corporate America or maybe they're young and they just decided they're going to start on their own or somebody that uh, has a much larger company. They're trying to expand it or maybe make additional you know, connections so they can make their business grow too. Mm -hmm. different dynamics. But it all kind of fits together at the chamber. So let's talk a little bit about all the different ways that chamber addresses each of those concerns. And we'll throw the nonprofits in there as well. That I know you do a lot for them. I do. Yes. All right. You're listening to Master Your Finances and we'll be right back. 
This is Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, Certified Financial Planner Professional. Learn about tax efficiency, liability, owning, managing, and saving your money, and more from Kurt and his experienced panel of guests. Master Your Finances is underwritten in part by Certified Wealth Management and Investment and Rider University. Rider University offers flexible education for adult learners. For more information, it's rider.edu slash next step. Welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finance. I'm here with Hal English, and we're talking about the Princeton Mercer Regional Chamber and uh, all of Hal's experience and, and how to network and how to really build those long-term relationships and friendships, frankly, because you do business with people you like uh, and the people you trust. And so if they don't like you, they, they're just not going to do business with you. And if they don't trust you, highly unlikely uh, that they're going to do business with you. So if you don't get those two pieces together, the way to do that is what? You build a relationship with someone so they understand you and understand your motivation and why you do what you do and what you're all about. So once they understand that and they have the right opportunity, they'll be glad to connect you because it makes them look good too, right? If they make a good match, then you're, they're going to benefit the person they know or the entity they know, and they're also going to benefit you. And that helps them raise uh, you know, their credibility, so to speak, because they connected two people that work well together. Boom. Yeah. And then it, just keep, then it just keeps – and that's what this – honestly, that's really what it's all about. And you pointed that many times. It's the people – and the connections that really make this happen. People helping people. And I mean, I, I built a pretty good banking career and, and how I did that, nobody's gonna give you money. Nobody's gonna give you their money unless they trust you and know you. But it was being able to help people. So if I couldn't, if my bank couldn't give a loan to a small business person, I would find a bank that did and connect them. And sooner or later they came back. They would always come back because they were grateful that, that I did the work for them and pointed them in the right direction and got them the help they need. And that's what chamber members do with each other. I mean, you see it in any one of our events. People are helping me. Oh, well, you know, you need that. I know this person. Let me make this introduction. Uh, it works. It just works. No, I, I, I agree 100%. So let's, let's like dig just a little deeper only because I know there's so many programs that you have uh, at the mm. chamber. Uh, I mean, we have things for young professionals. We have for women in business. We have the real estate thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll just, I mean, I know we can't go through every program. It's not an right. hour and a half program because I just did that this morning and it took Christine and, uh, and, and Hillary <laughs> yes. an hour and a half to go through it all. Yeah. And they did it fairly quickly because it's so much. But maybe just some of the, the high level things that I think are out <laughs> there and, and types of things. Let's say, if I, let's start off with a small guy. So if I'm a small business, I want to start to get kind of you know, acclimated to the chamber and figure out, well, okay, well, what's this all about? I'm joining. It, it feels a little overwhelming. You have, what, over 100 events a year. Mm-hmm. Now you have to start deciding, okay, what kinds of things maybe should I try first and just to kind of meet some people and, and then go from there. Of course, you have the membership committee, which I'm on, as well as the ambassadors, who kind of are the networkers out there. I know you do it as well. Yeah, but everybody, we can't have 1,300, 1,400 people like coming to you directly. <laughs> I think it's like 8,000 individual people or something, right? It's a yes, lot more than that. It so it's it's uh, they can't all come through one person. So you do have other people there that help you. Mm-hmm. So what would be some of your ideas about how somebody should just start approaching the chamber from day one? Well, I, I tell them to jump in, first of all, come to a, a, a pure network event mm-hmm. and, 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 and just even if you just sit back and watch and, and watch the dynamics of what goes on in that room for that couple of hours. So they're normally cocktail parties from five to seven. And, and uh, but jump in. And everybody in the chamber wants to do business. That's why they're there. There's nobody shy in, in our chamber of commerce. No. And if you're shy, maybe you should rethink being in business. But, uh, you know, I, I just have them jump in. And, and, but, but I really want to know who are you and, and what's your target? What, what are you interested in? What helps you 
you know, what helps your business and, and see how I can fit you better in right away so that you're, you're really seeing results right away, which you will at pretty much any one of our events. Uh, and it just depends on what your type of business is and what you're looking to do. Um, now we've, we've had, I, I had one, one, what I would call, well, there's only learning experiences. I wouldn't call it a failure, but we did have one member in my, uh, little more than two years here that, that came over and joined and didn't listen to my speech about, you know, don't try and sell a widget oh. and actually joined the chamber and thought that we were going to sell for them, that I was going to sell oh my word. his product really? for them. Oh my goodness! Even even after sitting with them, so you know, I, I, after a few months of noticing and, and hearing some grumblings, I you know, I called them and said, "Listen, why don't I just refund your chamber? Oh my goodness! You know, fee and why don't you just because this is not what a chamber of commerce is all about. You have to do it yourself. I can help you. I can lead you. In fact, I have introduced you to several right. several people, but." From what they're telling me, you did a hard sell, and that's not what we're doing here. And oh, it no. Isn't, it isn't going to work. So one out of a, a year and a half and hundreds of new members, right? Uh, over 200 new members in the, in the last two years. So pretty good, I think, pretty good track record. But no, that's they, awesome. They did it wrong, but but it's so easy. Jump in and be yourself. You know, it just be yourself. Yeah, that's the key, be yourself. And the other part there that every once in a while, I, I ask those questions too, I, of course. I say, well, who would you like to be connected to? Who would you like to meet today? And sometimes people have to think about that. They don't know. Mm. And so that's one of the things I would tell anybody coming to the chamber is really think about who would you meet in a group full of business owners uh, and representatives? Which ones of those could help you with your business? Mm. And just know who those people potentially are, whether it's a CPA, an attorney, uh, whatever the case may be, right? Whatever your business is, kind of think about who do you really want to meet. And there's a pretty good chance that somebody in that room will either know the person, they may sit, be sitting in the room, mm -hmm. or they may be somebody they can take offline and meet later, right? So yes. yeah. there's a high, high probability that, that person is in that room or, or close to that room somewhere. That's absolutely true. A good example, we just started this year a military committee. There's never been a military committee in the chamber. And I, I, was, I'm, I have the honor of being an honorary uh, joint base commander. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a great program down there. If you didn't serve in the military and if you're active in your community and you can help the base, and, you know, have a chance of being an honorary commander and so we started this committee and all of a sudden everybody who knows everybody who's a veteran and all of our events are going crazy and they're going oh you know and what are you doing well we're helping connect uh veterans coming out with jobs our members uh, especially our larger companies need workers and nobody better trained than somebody coming out of the military. All they do 24-7 is if right. they're not sleeping, they're training. Absolutely. Um, they're just tremendous workers. So, in, in, and I'm watching, it's, it's like a fire. We had a meeting this morning. It's like going on fire. Now we have the base colonel coming to speak at our, our membership lunch on, in May. It's military month. And we're doing a, uh, we're going to do a tour of, uh, of Lakehurst. We've already done a tour of the Fort Dix base and a bus tour of what's going on. Fascinating. And second largest employee lawyer in a state and they're in Burlington but I'm dragging them up into into Mercer <laughs> because it's billions of dollars in the economy and right. in, in business and in, in business for our restaurants and our real estate folks there's, there's a housing shortage down there there's a food food shortage down there and so we're kind of pulling them up and, and, and it's a whole new realm that I've yet to see but I'm watching how everybody says oh I served or I know or right. people are just grabbing people at one of our events and saying you got to meet this guy and this is an ex captain of you know a naval captain you know right. it, it's it's incredible to to see something new like that take hold so it, it's it's good stuff yeah no people have served definitely have a strong connection for uh, for obvious reasons they've been anybody knows that I mean you know they 
they've been under uh, an interesting system that they have to deal with, yeah. and a lot of times outside um, you know experiences that are really hard to for somebody who's not in the service to really understand. And when they get together, they can you know they can definitely understand like the way these things are done and how how it affects people and how it affects the community in general. So they're very, they've been, they've been a very tightly knit group yes. uh, for the rest of their lives. I mean, these, those experiences stay with them forever. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's really important. And that's interesting because we're not really known, uh, you know, we're kind of a university slash government town, not mm-hmm. really, maybe mm-hmm. pharma and some finance, right? But we're not really exactly. known as a military area, but there's a lot of uh, military uh, people here that, that are connected to the military in some way, shape, or form. So I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm great. Uh, I'm grateful that you have identified that and realize that those connections, and they add right on top of everything else. Just mm-hmm. one more way mm-hmm. for people to connect and, and really um, get to know each other a little bit better, right? So yeah. so that's uh, th- that's fantastic. I, didn't, I wasn't even aware of that new program. I guess I better, I better be, pay more attention to that stuff. So that's, <laughs> I'm glad you told me that, because that's cool. Uh, so let's say so you're a small business, you get in, just jump in, and, and as we said, there's lots of people in the chamber who will reach out to you. Literally at, a, at an event, if somebody sees somebody sitting in the corner not really interacting, believe me, one of us is going to go over and probably start talking to you because we're not going to let you sit alone in the corner, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and we'll, 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 we'll bring you in however way you feel to be brought in. I mean, we'll, you know, we're going to be nice to you, obviously. <laughs> we're not going to force you in anything. But we'll, we'll start to connect you with people we think you want to connect with. So what if I'm a little bit bigger business, like a medium-sized to maybe larger business? Mm-hmm. How might they approach the chamber a little differently than you know, a small business owner? I mean, they have a different right. set of things they're looking for in the chamber. So what uh, do you think they're looking for? That's absolutely true. Well, a lot of them are, are, are philanthropic, so they're, they're looking for that. They're, they're, they know the value of, an, of a vibrant uh, business community. Um, and so they're looking to to keep it vibrant. Uh, so especially our larger ones, um, uh, and so they major sponsor all events. Uh, they're very interested in diversity, equity, and inclusion. So our program has been growing very nicely in in that area. We've got some major national speakers that come in, and we've actually helped a couple of even of the large companies create diversity, equity, and inclusion programs within their companies which is very rewarding to see something like that kicked off. So as long as we're staying ahead of the curve and we're, we're up on the edge and what's relevant, uh, you know, they're paying attention because it boils up from the bottom, from the small companies. What are the needs? And they obviously need employees, and, and so there, there is that as well. They're, they're constantly posting or sending us information. And then they're doing such wonderful things in the community. We help them market and, and advertise. The marketing is huge to, to get the word out. Um, and so there is that uh, issue as well for the large companies. Yeah, and they send it. I mean, they've been around a long time, I and mean, I see a lot of the same sponsors I've seen. I've been, mm-hmm. I guess, a little over 13 years now in the chamber, and mm-hmm. a lot of the same companies keep coming back and keep supporting. So they definitely understand how important it is to keep that business community together because, I mean, they find employees, they find suppliers, they mm-hmm. find, I mean, these big companies. They don't do everything themselves typically, right? They, they, they actually need these other services that are out there. And the more they know about these owners of these mid-sized and smaller companies, they're going to feel better about the performance and how they're going to actually integrate and really make them you know, look better as far as their profitability and their efficiency and what they're trying to do. Right. And they're, I mean, they're so large that they have to look at our small companies to see what's hot, what's relevant, what's new, what's going on, what, what's the new phenomena, you know, and, and how's, how's uh, you know, working remotely working for them and, right. you know, and, and getting ideas. Uh, so, so they can learn from uh, the smaller companies, just like the smaller yes. companies can learn from the big companies. So it's kind of a, a win-win situation for all of us. 
So we're going to take another quick break here. You're listening to Master Your Finances. We'll be right back. This is Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, certified financial planner professional. Learn about tax efficiency, liability, owning, managing, and saving your money and more from Kurt and his experienced panel of guests. Master Your Finances is underwritten in part by Certified Wealth Management and Investment and Rider University. Rider University offers flexible education for adult learners. For more information, it's rider.edu slash next step. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Master Your Finances. I'm here with uh, Hal English, and we've been talking about all the great things that the Chamber does and how really uh, large businesses learn from small business just as much as small businesses learn from large business. So really, we learn from each other. And depending on what stage you are in the business community, I mean, smaller business is always like, how do I grow? How do I grow? How do I grow? And bigger business is like, oh, how do I continue to innovate and be better? Because sometimes they get a little, um, I don't know, like like GM, for example, at one point, they got a little slowed down a little, yeah, and then they had to reinvigorate, stale. right? Mm-hmm. So they got to start over and go, oh, we, we, better, like, we better get our act together here to get a little, uh, little mm-hmm. too uh, used to things as they are. The status quo doesn't always work long term. Somebody else is always working in their garage getting ready to like take you out. So you better Absolutely be aware true. of that guy in the garage, right, or gal. Especially um, here in Mercer County. This is the yeah. innovative county. I mean, we have innovation. Einstein, we have everything here. Everything. There are a lot of smart people here. We do the pitch stop thing, which we didn't, yeah. we didn't touch on, yep. which is really... Yep. You know, like the mini Shark Tank where they come up and they're literally in front of a few billionaires and they're like, hey, maybe I'll invest in your yeah, uh, very in cool. your project. So it's pretty exciting. There's a lot happening here. So the incubator things that are going on around here. So it's just an exciting place to be. And I know um, the Chamber does a couple things I want to make sure we touch on. One is... Um, Nonprofits, because actually, in our case, I actually have two memberships. I have my business one and our nonprofit as a membership. Yeah. yeah. And and I'll let you talk about that a little bit. I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, because nonprofits definitely want to connect with other businesses for um, all kinds of reasons. Do you want to touch on why the chamber feels imp- that oh, that's important as far as the nonprofit side goes? Sure. Well, first, it's very very important to me. I've probably sat on the board of almost every nonprofit over the years in Mercer County, but they mm-hmm. do such great work. And COVID taught us how important that they were. So during COVID, the need the need went up and, and volunteers were staying home. And I mean, I picked Meals on Wheels, which is going on right now. I'm delivering mm-hmm. next week. Um, you couldn't come out of your house and deliver meals to people. It, 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 the need in Mercer County was up so high and the donations and the, and the volunteers were down so low. So, so they really needed needed help to come back, and they're, I'm not sure that they're back to the level where they need to be or ever will be at that level. But, you know, they need to connect, and especially with the larger companies, smaller companies for volunteers, and, and they get that, and then the larger companies for grant money and, and support and help, and they, and, and they get that. So they're, they're in the chamber to meet and greet probably more than most people, um, and, and they need to do that. When you think of the myriad of we have a mental health problem, teenagers, is it uh, 13 to 15, 76 percent of them are depressed. Yeah, um, it's a and big suicide yeah. rates are up, and 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 we have to take a look at that. We all live here. It's it's one community, so it's three legged. You have your business, and your government, and your nonprofits, and and all of them in the chamber. They all meet here, and uh, it's it's just crucially important to support our nonprofits. They are the community, right? And and they do a great job. I mean, as an example, they'll have like the nonprofit tabling, um, specifically like at the luncheon, mm-hmm. and the luncheon tends to attract some of the larger corporate. Uh, because of the study. a lot of this just depend on like who your speakers are and things like that. Yes. Um, but when you when you put them in front of some of these larger companies, then many times, as you point out, they'll, they'll either 
maybe have grant money available, they'll learn more about you, and maybe they'll start supporting you. I know we've gotten support from the from chamber members as well, because um, as you point out, a lot of these nonprofits did have a difficult time when the businesses are having a rough time. It's hard for them to continue to contribute, right. and when the and the employees are not coming into work as much, it's harder to get those volunteers because they're, they're simply just not thinking about it. Not that they don't care. It's just, it's just, it's a lot easier when people are coming to work, say, Hey, let's, you know, let's go do this this afternoon and help out. Or here's some, here's a new you know, entity that, you know, something that's going on that we can help with. It, it's just better when I think people are in the same room talking one-on-one Absolutely. as far as that part goes, but it is coming back. And I think the chamber is a big part of that really, allowing these nonprofits to kind of um, really uh, feature what they do and why it's important to the community and you connect right to some of the people that can actually help them, which is awesome. Yeah, and then when they run their fundraisers, we try and we try and allow them to have a table to show their wares uh, around the time that they're having their annual fundraiser so that, so that they can actually, um, you know, if it's a golf tournament or whatever, they can give out flyers and let people uh, make them aware that that they're raising funds and, and how and when they're doing it. it it's it, in each one, it, the story, it just break your heart. I mean, the right. need is there. It's not gone away. Um, if anything, COVID has increased the need to certainly for mental health and suicide yes. prevention, those things. Uh, but, but food as well. I mean, supply right. chain, the price of eggs, it's, it's insane. Food and so, security is a real thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I agree. Uh, no, and we appreciate that. As you know, we deal with youth mental health and suicide prevention. So you're talking to the yeah, <laughs> speaking yes. to my heart, mm-hmm. but yeah, no. So it's a big deal. Um, so we, I just want to thank you for what the chamber does because it's awesome and continue it. Um, another thing I want to make sure we touch on before we leave. We have a few more minutes, but I want to touch touch on another part of the chamber that a lot of people aren't really aware of is the Mercer County Convention and Visitors Bureau mm-hmm. is really kind of run by the chamber, which is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that just goes to show you how much the county really understands how well the chamber executes on what it does. So you've kind of like taken over that ability to really bring people in and explain what the areas are. So you want to tell us a little bit about yeah. what that does and how, how sure. the chamber right runs that for us? Sure. Well, the, the state of New Jersey designates these DMOs, these, these uh, destination uh, uh, organizations and and we are one of them and and the state funds through their tourism dollars through tax on hotel rooms and casino uh, those kinds of things um and and divvy it out and and so we we get funding every year to be the tourism uh, visitors center for the county we do a visitors guide uh once a year uh where we put out uh you know we here are the venues here's what's exciting here's what's going on and uh, we have people from all over. We have a separate website for that, and we have people from all over who are visiting the Trenton, Princeton area that call us or email us or can you send me a map? And you know, we have walking maps of certain areas. They uh, still make maps? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you say that because this year we're going to where they can have it on their phone. There you go. And when they're standing, it's getting so good that when you're standing in front of a building, your phone knows you're there and oh. tells you where you are. Oh, this is the uh, you know the Einstein building and Albert right. Einstein lived here and this is That's where cool. we were. Yeah, so it's 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 getting it's getting crazy. But during COVID to, to get back to that, we lost eleven billion dollars in New Jersey in tourism dollars. Wow. Um, just no, people don't realize people no come visitors. to New Jersey for the tourism. They it, really it's a big it's a big business yeah, in New it's Jersey. It's a huge business. And it, yeah. you know what? It's gonna get bigger when you think of don't ask me the proper name of it, but our two hundred and fiftieth anniversary is coming up in Okay. You know, soon. Oh, there you go. Uh, so, you know, um, that's going to be huge for where did this country start? It was the Battle of Trenton and the Battle of Princeton. And right. So so there's all kinds of organizations, the old barracks and, and, and yeah. uh, the Battle Monument uh, that the state is fixing up now, getting ready for a ton of 
tourism. I mean, that should be a party for the year 2026 uh, is the year. Uh, 250 years is a big deal. That is. And quarter of a millennia. People just don't know. So you have, yeah. So you have the <laughs> Princeton Battlefield Society, for instance, is actually doing reenactments and they've purchased some of the original battlefield land and donated it to the state. And they're going to do virtual, but also reality. They have reenactors with authentic uniforms come reenacting the battle where General Mercer, who Mercer County named after, passed away in right. that in that battle. But the, you know, the we're battle. the original Mercer County. There's a couple more out there. there. Are, we're the, we're yes. the real one. And we do get confused. <laughs> we get we get tourists that want to go to the other ones calling us. I know, us I know. There are other ones, but we're like the, we're the one where he really was, you yeah. know, General Mercer. Yeah, yes. Washington slept here, for sure. So, right. So that that's going to be huge for tourism now. And, and we have a lot of good venues. Uh, we have a new uh, hotel being built I'd mentioned on Nassau Street and, and so they're looking to it was funny when they came in and I met with the uh, with the company first they didn't realize that that from where their hotel is you could throw a cannonball and hit the battlefield really they, they, they didn't know even, that they hadn't even thought of it so I said well when are you when are you planning on opening and they said oh 2025 and I said That's oh my great. gosh I said you'll perfect. be open for the anniversary and they said what anniversary and I'm like we, good thing they're were, talking. Good thing they're talking to you. Yeah, you are a major hotel <laughs> chain, and you don't know you're located at the Princeton Battlefield. Come on, really? That's really um, interesting, so, actually. Yeah, so that which is going to fit in nicely with them, but you won't be able to get a hotel room around here for that for no. 2026. It's going to be insane. So, so, so buy your house great. now. Well, and and you know <laughs> they spend money. They bring yeah, cash. Absolutely. Right? So they're going to the big old store and the pizza yeah. place and the restaurants and and then and the hotels and they're visiting the parks and. Uh, doing all the, that kind of good stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be an exciting couple of years in tourism here. But it's coming back. It, it is right. coming back. We are seeing the numbers um, increasing, obviously, from almost zero from COVID. But, right. Uh, and then there is, uh, you know, we get a lot from the corporations who bring in folks for their, their uh, conventions and their, and their, their meetings and whatnot. So we kind of sort of coordinate what's going on and where there's hotel space and what's cool to do in Mercer County. Right. A lot of cool stuff to do in Mercer County. So we, just, we have a large a lot of companies around here that are large so they bring in people for their conventions here mm -hmm. i mean i don't really think of this as being a convention town i mean but yeah, it seems not to, large conventions but right. they'll, they'll bring in you know a uh, hundred people to come in and right. talk and, and have meetings and and whatnot conferences rather right. than conventions right right conferences and we've got a few conference centers i mean you know if you look at the i guess the largest one we use it we just use it for our women's conference the weston right and we have put over 700 women in the weston so that's i was there of, that day it was 750 i think that one year yeah. i was like oh my yeah. goodness this yeah. is crowded yeah this year november was over 500 yeah uh, that's uh, pretty even, good considering it's post-covid that's pretty amazing it was probably our first event coming out of covid real event that showed that it's over but when you had and when you had it too we were still you're still about the distancing and so you still have to be cautious about overbooking yeah. a place because um absolutely i mean you don't want to be you know too crowded i mean just from a, no, a comfort true. standpoint i think quite yet but i mean it's yeah. it's amazing so i mean the chamber's doing a lot so how and networking is is the key and the chamber is a, a really the premier place to do it i mean definitely in the state um, but as our new member this morning said in the country apparently so i mean mm -hmm. it's a great place to come but it's the bottom line is networking getting building those relationships so any final words before we leave but what your what your thoughts are yeah, yeah jump into orders fine come and come and do business this is a great place to do business and it's all about the people it's that's the secret of the sauce is is right. the people in mercer county for some reason they're just great people here yeah that's amazing well you're one of those and thank you sal we appreciate it very much you're listening to master your finances have a wonderful day
That was this week's episode of Master Your Finances with Kurt Baker, Certified Financial Planner Professional. Tune in every Sunday at 9 a.m. to expand your knowledge in building and managing your wealth. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Master Your Finances to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Master Your Finances is underwritten in part by Certified Wealth Management and Investment and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University.